Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Melendrez, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. What's good, y'all? Where are you listening from? Your couch? Your kitchen? Are you on a walk? Maybe you're lifting weights in your bedroom? I don't know, but it's quarantine season, and it's also Easter at the same time. The world as we know it has changed drastically, but guess what? The gospel remains the same. Jesus lived, he died, and he rose from the dead. He is still the hope of the world, and that will never change. But we are still adjusting. Can I get an amen? Many of us are going a little bit stir crazy. Parents are homeschooling their kids now. In fact, I've been taking my daughter on a walk. She's three years old and I've been hearing parents yelling at their kids. So I came home and I told my wife and I said, do you think that's because of the virus? And she said, it's totally because of the virus. They're stuck at home with their kids. So they're going a little bit crazy. So we need to pray for peace in homes and patience for parents, and I'm including myself in that. I bet you never thought you'd see the day when kids would be begging to go back to school. Well, that day is here. However, let's really lift up in prayer anyone who is sick with COVID-19. Let us pray for their family and all the first responders and hospitals, especially doctors and nurses. Jesus, we place them in your hands. Listen, if this is your first time tuning into the Mission Driven Podcast, welcome. Stop by anytime. Today is episode 15, and our theme is keep going. For real, though, don't give up. Don't quit. Keep going. In fact, I want you to say it. Say, I'm going to keep going. Say it a little louder. I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm super pumped about our mission-driven guest, Stacy Summerow. Listen, the Holy Spirit told her to do something pretty spectacular as soon as the world got quarantined, and we're going to learn all about it. Well, before we jump in, I want to encourage you with a mission tip. Today's mission tip is brought to you by FRG Ministry. FRG Ministry is a nonprofit Catholic organization bringing the love of Jesus and his message of hope to people of all ages across the world. FRG Ministry pioneers new means of evangelization through developing relevant and engaging resources and programs for schools and parishes. These programs empower people to grow as Christ's true disciples. The man behind the ministry is a personal friend of mine, Father Rob Galea, so please check out FRG Ministry. Today's mission tip is Jesus won. No matter what is going on in the world right now, remember there is victory in Jesus. So why should we keep going? Because we're playing for the winning team. We are in Christ and in Christ we become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Jesus Defeated death. 
We cannot forget that. We need to remember that every day. Jesus won. You know, earth is our temporary home, but because of Jesus, we now have access to our forever home in heaven. So be comforted by that. The battle has been won and nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. So I challenge you today to have a victorious mindset and to remember that Jesus won. Okay. I'm pumped for today's episode. Next up is Word of the Day featuring my man, Style Dantes, followed by our mission-driven guest, Stacy Sumrow. Then a special Break It Down with friend of the show, Hannah Schaefer, as we debut our song, Keep Going. So keep it locked right here if you want a dose of hope on the Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast for Word of the Day. I got my man, Style Dantes, all the way from Florida, jumping in for this awesome Word of the Day. How you doing, bro? I'm blessed by the best, Joe. You know the rest. How are you doing, brother? Man, I am so thankful that you're jumping in today. Our theme is keep going. And man, I feel like we need Jesus now more than ever to give us that inspiration to keep going. So we're going to be breaking open the Bible, break it open God's word today. And we're going to start off with Philippians 1 verse 6. You mind reading that for us? Absolutely. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Man, I've always That's loved that. Stuff there. So powerful. I've always loved that verse. And I think it kind of has new meaning today. So we're going to be breaking down this verse via the SOAP method, which stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. It's a Bible study method. So Style, what were were some things that struck you from that scripture passage? The very first two words that hit me right away, being confident, but being confident in what? Being confident in the fact that he who began the works in you will carry it to completion. That's what stood to me. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I wrote down good work carry it on to completion that that struck me um from the passage just it just jumped out so let's jump into our observations so kind of rewording you know this scripture passage in your own words what would that be so when i'm reading this joe and you know that i've recently had a major life change here moving cities and starting a new job somewhere Mm -hmm. and all of this happened right before this epidemic really hit us in the U.S. Yeah. And so, you know, recent life changes. And, you know, I had one plan coming here, expecting for things to go one way. And then all of a sudden, things are not going according to that plan. But then also for me, realizing that there's a deeper purpose even in this change. You know, yeah. our eyes can't see it now, but maybe we will one day. Yes, there's a lot of suffering, a lot of people who are going without, and the Lord is, is he's preparing something. He's yeah. brewing something up. And it goes back to that first, you know, where he said, I, 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 it stood out to me. He who began the good work, you know, he moved me to a new city. Yep. He began this. He brought me to us. He is going to bring me to the completion. And maybe right now he's setting things up for that. Yeah. And, you know, I was with you through that whole journey of you finding a a new job, a new space to minister. And, 
you know, we would thank God in advance and there would be times an opportunity came and like, oh no, that wasn't the right time. And we just had to wait on God. And I think that's something so important mm-hmm. is he knows what he's doing. If we can trust him, we might not see it now, but looking back five, 10, who knows how many years from now, we're like, oh, that's, that's what God was doing. And I love it when it says, um, being confident, like confident is like, you know, oh man, I trust this guy. This guy's going to come through. God is going to deliver. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wrote for my observation that God will finish the good work he started in you and it will be completed um, when Jesus returns. So that's kind of my my concept of like, mm. hey, th- this completion is going to happen throughout this whole time period. But when the day that Jesus returns, like everything's going to change again. <laughs> new heaven, new earth. Mm. It'll all be different. Um, so but it's interesting to ponder because we, we don't know what that looks like, but we can all we can do being limited god is unlimited but we are limited is literally just say jesus i trust you so what were some of your applications for this so i kind of stuck with that the idea of change right you know Mm. like the world is changing everything that we used to think as you know just normal or being or good manners shaking hands you know big group gatherings and all these things you know these things are changing but you know what doesn't change is that God never changes. Yep. God yep. still remains. He's still the same. And his timing is perfect. He He's the master conductor, and he's directing a multitude of moving parts that we will never be aware of or will never see. But the thing is that the world that we will return to, it's going to look different. Yep. But the environment that we that we are going to be entering into is going to be perfect for God to actually do that work and to actually bring it into completion. Right now he's, and the the nerd in me is about to show right now, um, but a few months ago in the, the, the very popular game Fortnite, they put out this update that completely changed the landscape, changed mm. the map. And a lot of people were like, why are they doing this? You know, yeah. the game was shut down for almost two days Mm. but when the game came back the landscape everything was completely different but it what it set the stage for these new improvements to come in to bring the game to that next level and yes the world's going to be different but god is probably setting things up for all of us so that when we emerge from our our darkness or from our tombs like Lazarus did, the world is going to be set up for God's glory to really shine through. Ooh, that, that's preach. what I believe that. <laughs> oh man, that I'm encouraged by that, bro. Wow. I just, I love, I love that. Yeah. New and improved, like take things to the next level. Like I believe that the world is destined to know Jesus. And I believe that this might grow possibilities for everyone to at least hear about God, hear about the Lord from their home. You know, they they might not even have to step mm-hmm. into a church building, which I think is so amazing. And even the concept of church at home, like church started in homes, in small faith communities. Exactly. That's, we're kind of back to where we started, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Exactly. So I wrote down for application, I think it's important to follow through with ideas and projects and opportunities God has put uh, on my heart and in my path. However, there might be interference along the way, such as voices Mm -hmm. of defeat 
or things that can push me back or distract me or deter me from follow through. I said, we know it's good because it's of God and it brings glory to God. So he began a good work, but I find myself, you know, we've talked, I have ADD and it's hard for me to sometimes focus. And like, I could easily use that as a crutch and as a setback. Oh, well, I can't complete these projects. I can't do this, but, or someone says something negative and like, I use that. I'm like, no, if this is, if God wants this to happen, it'll happen. I wrote down, I wrote down this quote from Craig Rochelle that said, when it's not God's time, you can't force it. But when it is God's time, you can't stop it. And I, I really That's like so that because yeah, we can try to do things on our time, but it's really God's time. And it was actually interesting. Kanye West on an interview that asked him like, you know, what's the 10 year plan? What's your, and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm on God's time on God's plans. I don't even want to plan six months in advance because I don't know what, what God's going to be doing. And I thought that now looking back, I'm like, that's such a great approach because could anyone have expected three months ago that the whole world would be stuck at home in quarantine? No way. No. You know what? But hearing what you said, it encourages me too. You know, when you think about it, before all of this went down, a lot of people had all these projects or ideas or hobbies that they wanted to get into that yeah. they never had time to do. Yeah. Well, you know, now there is that time for yeah. people to really express and grow and learn these things. Yeah, man. And, and I think time is super important. And it's important, especially now to guard your mind, because it is a mental game now. Because you could easily oh, go yeah. crazy because you're not doing what you used to do. But yeah, we need to invite God into everything we're doing and know that he's going to help us to keep going and finish the good work that he started within us. Keep so going. let's keep going. Let's go ahead and conclude with prayer. Um, you want to start us off and, and I'll finish it? Absolutely, brother. Eternal Father, we thank you for the love and everything that you have given us, Lord. And we realize that in this time of waiting, in this time, in this season of of uncertainty, you are with us, Lord. Many people are struggling and many people are facing some very hard times. But we know that you are in control, that you are preparing and you are creating. And you are building something that will, in the end, bring glory to your name. I pray, Lord God, that all of us may be able to be patient that we can take advantage of this time and that those of us who really are struggling and suffering and not knowing what the next step is, those who have lost their jobs, Lord, may you be able to bring peace to their hearts and may they be able to find the next thing. Yes, God. We trust in you and we pray for whatever else that Joe wants to add. Jesus, um, we just ask for a resilient spirit that anyone who's feeling like quitting, feeling like stopping, that you can wake something up inside of them and tell them to keep going, to get back up, to encourage them. We know that we can do all things with you and through you, Jesus. So Lord, we ask for the Holy Spirit to encourage us during this time. May we just fix our eyes on you. May we put your will before our will. May we completely surrender and be open to your plans. And Lord, we declare healing over our land. We declare healing over anyone who is ill. We pray for anyone who is assisting uh, people with the coronavirus. We pray for those who are working on a vaccine. Lord, uh, we trust in you and we're so grateful and thankful 
to have this time to pray together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that was word of the day. Philippians 1-6 with my man, Style Dantes. Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Today's mission-driven guest was featured on Lifetime's reality TV series, The Sisterhood, Becoming Nuns. She is also the host of the hit discernment podcast called and caffeinated and the creator of the Be Not Afraid Conference. She's a Catholic speaker, a Broadway performer, a wife, a mother, and a modern day evangelist. Please give a big mission driven welcome to Stacy Summero. Hey. I'm, I'm so glad you're here too. We're having fun. Um, yeah, totally. You're such an inspiration to so many people and I love all that you do with your ministry. It really, really inspires me. Hey, praise the Lord. We're all in this together. We got to win the world for Jesus, you know? Amen. Yeah. I'm so glad the time is right now that we're able to have this conversation. It's a unique time in history, in our world, in our faith. Um, but the theme of today's podcast is keep going and, you know, you inspire me because um, the Holy Spirit spoke to you just a, a, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, and and whispered something for you to do a project, and you just, you took it and ran with it. What did the Holy Spirit prompt you to do, Stacey? So, uh, re- rewind a little bit here to March 15th, not so long ago, and I was at Mass, and I'm looking around and everyone just looks depressed, and everyone is trying to keep away from each other, everyone's nervous. And I just kind of asked the Holy Spirit, what what can I do in this time? And um, he just dropped this idea into my head. My speaking engagements had just gotten canceled for the spring, so I had nothing to do. And all this time was opening up before me. And it occurred to me, hey, every other Catholic speaker in the country is getting their events canceled right now. So I'm going to go ahead and do this conference. The Holy Spirit just put this idea on my heart. And I was like, this could really work because all these people their time is opening up like mine is. So um, I just prayed and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I love this idea. I'm an ideas person. I always have like million ideas bouncing around in my brain. I was like, if this is actually going to come to fruition, I need you to give me my husband's permission. I need you to give me um, uh, just a, a, a method for how I'm going to do this. Just And I need you to give me peace. And I need you to give me yeses from, you know, the first couple of people I asked. And he gave me all of those things. So wow. five days. Five days after we after this idea came to me, um, I launched the Be Not Afraid conference with over 40 speakers and artists who were all contributing. And it has been an absolutely incredible experience. Like when I say it's a little taste of heaven for me, even though we're in the midst of quarantine, I have felt such connection with people. And it's not all about me, but I mean, to be at the center of coordinating this whole thing, I had so many generous people saying yes to me. We The whole thing was donation-based. People generously donated, yeah. even though we're in a tough financial time. Um, people just said yes and they just made themselves available and like what a blessing to be a part of that that community so I really feel like this has created a community of 13,000 souls and uh, all drawing together and you know times like this we're in the quarantine right now you know we're going to back at this time we're going to be like that's when my faith really became clarified and refined this is when Mm. I really started either um, living for my higher values or really thinking about my life and what the time, like, how am I going to spend the rest of the time here on earth? Um, and for me, that time has been, this time has been so meaningful, not easy, but 
so meaningful and so good. Um, and, and yeah, the sense of community that the Be Not Afraid conference brought has been amazing. So it was 30 days long. Everybody got an email in their inbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and every day and I would write messages, you know, to them of encouragement. And then yeah. they would hear an amazing, incredible, inspirational speaker, maybe a musician thrown in there as well, maybe a workout. So super fun, super great. And it was wonderful to have you, Joe. You, you really added, um, you know, wherever you go, you add a flair that's different. You know, that's just like you're so you wherever you go. And uh, and I know people love your talk. So oh, thanks. Pleasure to have you as part of it. Thanks. And so if people are watching now, they're listening, they're like, hey, well, can we can we watch some of those videos from the conference? And I, I, I hear that they're going to live on YouTube for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my question for the speakers. I was like, listen, this material is yours. You tell me what to do with it. Um, but the, everyone is so generous. And they said, let's leave up the material um, because people are just now discovering it, some of them. And the quarantine's not over. We're here in you know the be- mid-April right now, not beginning of April anymore, I guess. The times are all you know, it's all flowing together, but, um, we're, the quarantine's not over. Um, and so we're just leaving the materials up. So you can go to my website, which is, um, stacysummerow.com slash be not afraid conference. And there's dashes in between each of those words. Awesome. Sorry. I'll put it in the show notes. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> just put your email in, you get it for free. You're welcome to donate if you want, but if you are not in a place to donate, we want you with us. We want you as part of the conference, no matter what. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, our friend Hannah Schaefer did the theme song for the Be Not Afraid conference. Oh. So um, she's, she's going to yeah. be featured on this episode. We're, do, we're debuting our song, Keep Going. So uh, she'll be doing Break It Down on the Mission Driven Podcast. Super stoked on that. Um, so, you, you know, Stacy, like, okay, this is an awesome project. Um, I definitely want to learn about uh, sisterhood and how that all came about. Um, but, you know, it's not like we are not what we do. We, we are who we are in Christ, you know. And it's easy to talk about achievements and it's easy to talk about, you know, things that we've done, but like overall, you are a woman who is on fire for Jesus and you're living to share the gospel. Um, and that's why discernment is so important to you because you want people to grow closer to God and to live the life that God has planned for them. So where did this all come from? This, this faith that you have and this desire to, to lead people. You know, I always had a strong faith growing up. It was a very childlike faith, which you would expect because I was a child. Um, and then when I went into college, I really started asking myself, is this, is this real? How real is this? Mm-hmm. Because I went to the Catholic University of America, but on campus, it was an interesting split. It was sort of 50% um, very um, uh, non-practicing, you know, no, people who didn't profess any religion, the musical theater school tended to have a lot of people who were very much on the, you know, on the, on the edge, pushing the borders. Um, and then we had our, our Catholic on campus. We had an incredible campus ministry. And so I found myself walking this line where I was kind of living two different lives. I was my campus ministry, safety self, where I'd lead retreats. But then I was my musical theater self who really wanted to please people. And for a while, the musical theater side was winning. And uh, really kind of the, the, the inciting spark of going in the direction that I'm going in um, it came from a, a moment where I was on the, um, the Wizard of Oz national tour and a friend of mine, Anna is her name, and she, she and I were both playing munchkins on the Wizard of Oz national tour. Love it. How many people can say they meet their friend playing munchkins? Um, so Anna was an incredible, she's an incredible woman of God and she really helped me to discover who I am, who my identity is, because up to that point I'd been, um, I had an eating disorder. I was extremely anxious about how I looked. I thought that my worth was in my productivity and mm. I thought my worth was in 
um, how I look and being a certain number on the scale. And the scale really was my God mm. for a very long time in my life. Um, and I thought that it was directly, you know, there was a direct correlation between what I weighed and how good I was. My goodness. How worthy I was. And Anna really helped open my eyes. We would read scripture together. And she gave me this verse one time. She said, um, Song of Songs, chapter 4, verse 9. Uh, again, Holy Spirit moment. I feel like Holy Spirit's in all of these kinds of uh, insights. And he gave her that verse to say to me, which was, you have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride, with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. And those words were from God to me. And they really helped me understand who I am in this world. As I walk through life, I can weigh, you know, um, 100 pounds or 500 pounds. And no matter what, I am still a child of God. Yeah. My worth is not dependent on the scale or my productivity or any of that. And that's a continual rediscovery. It's yeah. not something that I, like I had this beautiful mountaintop moment. And then it was many years in the making of sort of forging a faith that was not fragile. Right. But forging a faith to be stronger and stronger. Um, but that was a moment where I realized that my my peace and my happiness and my purpose was not in musical theater. Um, it never was going to be. And, uh, you know, and it's not that I pulled away from theater immediately. I went on another theater tour. Um, but at, over time, that desire to inspire other people and that desire to just separate my worth and my productivity from my val- from my worth as a person, um, it really led me, started to lead me away from theater. And then I ended up discerning religious life, which I was not eager to do, but I felt called to it. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, yeah. And ever since then, it's kind of been a, a fire that's been building. Um, and then as far as being an evangelist goes, I had been on a reality TV show, The Sisterhood, Becoming Nuns. Someone saw me on that and was like, hey, do you want to come speak at the National Catholic Youth Conference? Which is a heck of a first speaking engagement. And I was terrified. So and that was, was like, your first what? speaking engagement. Incredible. <laughs> so for those listening that don't know NCYC, National Catholic Youth Conference, it's about 22, 25,000 teens yeah. from all across the country, and they have featured speakers from all across the globe, and you happen to be one of those speakers. But here's the thing, Joe, too, and this is so important, is like, that was my first engagement, but it doesn't mean that that, like, that was not a very good talk. <laughs> I got the engagement, but I look back now and I'm like, oh, dang, I knew so little about speaking then. I've had to work and work and work with the craft of speaking on um, even though I had a big platform right from the get-go, um, I really had to be honest with myself and I really have had to work hard at becoming a better speaker. And like I was, I, I threw in a lot of laugh lines in that first talk. Yeah. I was very, yeah. because I was very excited to be funny. I wanted a reaction and I judged my effectiveness of my talk on how much of a reaction I got from the audience. Mm. But you know that that's, you know, because you do this professionally all the time. That's not necessarily the value of the talk. It can keep people engaged. It's super useful and, and, and good. But you really need to get, at, you really need to think deeply as a speaker about yeah. what you're yeah. really saying and how you craft that message. And that's been, um, that's been a work of part of mine for the last five years. So, wow. And I think yeah. that's actually where we met in the, the, the speaker's lounge eating area. And uh, it was really funny because my wife, she would play the sisterhood in class because she's a religion teacher and she was looking at you and she's like, how do I know you? And she's like, wait, you're Stacy from the sisterhood. And then we started talking. We became friends ever since that day. It was great. And you were so, you, I was so impressed by your generosity. Um, not only did you tell me about the free food in the lounge next door, but you also, you just like gave me copies of your CDs and you were like, you were like the first speaker I'd ever met, to be honest. Oh, wow. I went to this oh, wow. my first speaking engagement. I didn't connect with any of the other speakers at the event. They just kind of 
was like, I'm just, I'm new here. I've almost never been to, well, I've been to one other Catholic conference, but I was brand new. And so you're the first speaker I'd ever talked to. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so like, so generous and giving and very much a team player. And mm. I love that yeah. we're not in competition. We're, we're all on the same team. Same team, so. baby. <laughs> same team. I love it. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. So I want to know a little bit, how did the sisterhood Becoming Nuns come about? So I've found a lot of times that when, when I'm teaching God's will, the things that are his will are the things that are pursuing me. Mm. And I, I definitely had to work hard for things that are his will. But sometimes when he really wants to run a project, he's going to make it happen. So for this, this show, I had never auditioned for anything on film in my life before. And my friend who moved to Los Angeles to become a film actress sent me this it was kind of an audition notice, but not really. It was just like, write about yourself and send us some pictures. And so I, I did. And they called me an hour later and I was like, what? And they're like, can we, you know, do a Skype interview and a phone interview? I was like, sure. And then a month later, they sent cameras over to my apartment. So I never left my apartment for this thing. And they just like put me on camera and they had me talk for a while about everything. I honestly think, Joe, that the reason that I got the gig was because they asked me, can you say the Our Father into the camera? And I said to them, would you like it in English or in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I, they were like, she's so legit. Like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, you're were, you were perfect. You're perfect for, for TV. And wow. <laughs> How many episodes did you do? How many seasons? Give us the rundown. Uh, six episodes, one hour each. Uh, just one season. I'm totally okay with not making that a repeat experience in my life because it was uh, it was very stressful, but it was very good. Um, and and the best stuff happened on, uh, sorry, the best stuff happened off camera. So really? Watch the series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they don't want to film people praying. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like boring to sit there and watch them pray for an hour. But we did a holy hour off camera with the sisters every day, and that was where the real magic happened. Wow. Magic right word but that's where the growth happens yeah. and if i'm honest with myself like we tend to put boxes around what we think god can work through but like if i wasn't on a reality tv show if i wasn't committed to this show would i have had the discipline when i'm living in my own house to actually go make a holy hour every single yep. day and go to mass day? probably not but that was what got me into the habit of it that gave me a stronger prayer life and helped me um develop really like a discipline for my prayer um ever since then so, so it's really been, I mean, it was, it was a time of incredible growth. Um, it was on in 2014. And if you want, you can binge watch it on, I think it's on Netflix. I know it was on Amazon Prime for a while. Really? But it's not, I know it was. Yeah, I think it still is. I haven't Googled it in cool. a long time, but I'm pretty sure it is. And so for those watching, can you just summarize the basic uh, backstory of the show? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So there were five young women and we all went to three different convents. And spent about two weeks at each convent. And basically, they documented our discernment. And there were cameras in our face for 12 hours every day. And um, uh, one of the young women became, uh, she well, she didn't end up becoming a nun. She entered the convent. Um, but then she left about six months later. She was called away. And now she's married and has one little girl and one on the way. So I'm actually releasing a podcast episode with her soon. Her name is Christy Porter. Um, she was Christy Young, her maiden name. But now she's Christy Porter. Um, another young woman from the show became a consecrated single person, which was a really good fit for her gifts and talents. Um, and then the two others um, did not become, they didn't enter. Um, I thought that I was called to enter by the end of the show um, because of the spiritual growth. I sort of mistook like God, like loving my heart as mm. a call to become a sister. 
Um, but I kept discerning beyond the television show. I was discerning before and after it. And I really felt a sense of peace when I thought about um, having a family and yeah. having children and I felt desire. And so what I said to God, and this is maybe a little cheesy, but I said to him, like, I've given you the better part of a year in discernment. I'm going to stay close to you. I'm going to give you one more month. And then if I still feel this desire at the end of a month, I am going to just be open to dating. And you are welcome to change my mind. You're welcome to change my heart and change my path however you want. But I'm just going to be open to dating. And, you know, what I realized at the end of that month was um, it was okay for me to have this desire. God put it in there because it was the deepest desire in my heart. And giving him that time and discernment was a hundred thousand times the best thing I could have done for my future husband, um, but also then being okay with letting God change that direction. Um, you know, I kind of had to, we want to know what's going to happen next, right? Like we want to be able to say, this is the plan and I have control because I know the plan. Um, but when God asks us to change direction and to be really flexible, it can take us some time. And for me, it can take some serious attitude adjustments to be like, I still trust you. I still want, you know, yeah. I still trust moment as the plans are changing, which is the story of quarantine, I feel, um, with this whole coronavirus is like all of our plans are just getting frustrated. Um, but ultimately, in all discernment, like the, the desire that is deepest in our hearts is what God desires for us. Mm. And that is so exciting and so life-giving for me to realize like God is never the problem. The problem is I don't know what my deepest desire is. But once I sit and sort um, I believe the the root word of discern is to sift. And once I sift and sort through all of these different things and get to that root desire, that is what God wants. Wow. Um, and there's, isn't that beautiful? Because, wow. um, and this is corroborated by all of the writings of the saints and, and the, um, and the scriptures that I've read, just because it answered this fear that I had that if I give God control, he's going to take everything that I love. Yeah. He's going to make me miserable. And the opposite is true. He wants me to have the thing that he created me for. Like we talked about God having a plan. He has a plan and it's the plan that you most want for your life. Incredible. I love that now that you discerned, you know, out of becoming a sister, you now are married and you now have children. Um, tell us a bit about that vocation for you. Um, well, the theme of the podcast is keep going. And <laughs> today's theme is keep going. And I feel like that's the story of once you're in your vocation, is, uh, is perseverance. Everything that is worth doing, I believe, um, I've just learned through my experience, takes at least three times as long and at least five times as much effort as you think it's going to beforehand. Um, and this is something that I was, I was preparing and praying about, you know, the theme for today. Um, perseverance isn't supposed to be easy for anyone. Um, and when, so I, I love my children and that they are my greatest contribution to the world. Wow. Um, but with that comes such, such responsibility. And um, I had two little, two little ones close together. They're less than a year apart. Came bam, bam, one right after the other. As soon as we got married, and um, and that was and that was hard going through postpartum depression and also having two so close together. Um, and so uh, I I learned that like thinking that you need to be like jumping for joy all the time and just like feeling happy all the time is an illusion. Um, the devil would love for us to believe that we need to feel that way, the way that everyone on Instagram seems to feel, in order to have a good life. Whereas the truth is that lear you know, learning to be a better person um, through taking care of my children um, is, is really what I'm going to find satisfaction in when I'm lying on my deathbed and saying, man, you are so worth 
all the sacrifice. And, you know, I don't mean to talk about parenthood like it's all sacrifice because they are so fun and they are so funny. Um, and they keep me laughing all day long. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the long game. Actually, I wanted to make a, a recommendation to sure. your listeners. Um, there's a really good author. Have you heard of Simon Sinek? I think so, yes. Yeah, he has a, a book called The Infinite Game. I haven't read the book, but I watched an interview with him and with Marie Forleo. And he talked about The Infinite Game, about how like we can't look at our relationships like we're going to win them because mm. there's no winning. Um, the game is infinite. And so uh, it, it's just a really insightful, um, beautiful interview. Um, she's, she's like my, my cheerleader. Um, and another thing that she recommends is, or sorry, another book that, that she wrote is Everything is Figure Outable. And that has become a mantra of mine too. Is I, I like that. Novel. Yeah. Yes, it's everything is figure outable. Like you just tell yourself like with God, all things are possible. I will figure this out with his help. And that has been the story of the Be Not Afraid conference because there's been so many times when YouTube glitches or when the email blast glitch or when I'm not getting a response that I need from someone, I just say everything is figure outable. Yep. With God, all things are possible. Yep. And then you just do the next thing that's in front of you and it works out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I think I talked over you a little bit. I do that when I'm excited. <laughs> no, I love it. No, um, I think, you know, I was recently listening to some inspirational and that's why I highly recommend during this time of quarantine, find ways to feed yourself mentally, uh, physically, spiritually. Amen. But I was listening to basically how to think about three things that kind of describe your best self. So when you're in your prime, like what three things are, are really you? And that's like you sifting through who you are to figure out those three things. And then once you figure those out, remind yourself of those three things, put a reminder in your phone three to four times a day so that all of a sudden at 11 o'clock when, you know, your kids aren't going down for nap time, you're like, you know, you are creative, you are dedicated, you are passionate. Like, oh, that's, that's a, it's, it's a me check, you know? And I think that's so, so important. And to, to add on to marriage, I know that when I was discerning, I discerned um, becoming a brother priest for uh, a, a while. And, um, and that was like this calling of like, I want to serve God at a high level. But um, I, I had a friend who told me that, Joe, like, you know, when you get married, you're laying down your life for somebody and you're leading them to heaven. Like, that's your main goal. And that is a big responsibility and I always like this concept of being a hero for God. And that's like, that's being a hero. That's being a saint for, for God of like leading people to heaven, especially this one person, you know? So Amen. I, I love that. And man, you are so yeah. called. Uh, and when you're also caffeinated sometimes as well. I am caffeinated daily. <laughs> daily. So the called and caffeinated yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. I remember you reached out to me. It was December of 2018, right? December 2018, we had our first interview and you started the podcast when? It was shortly before that. It was October 2018. You were one wow. of the first people. You're one of my go-tos, Joe. You should know this about yourself by now. Um, <laughs> you were one of the first people I reached out to to be on the podcast. Um, I was just, I was a baby podcaster. I think we sat across the table from each other to record. And I think my math book, which was so old then, um, took like 20 minutes to boot up and you were really gracious about it because you had somewhere to be. Um, and we recorded an episode. It was a lot of fun. And since then, I feel like it's it's um, just taken off so beautifully. Like it's so good to reach people across the globe through this medium of podcasting, these right. long form conversations. I love it so much, you know. And that's I think part of how you know you're called to something is when it it's not easy, but it sets you on fire. And it's life giving, totally. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's so great. Um, and yeah. and yeah. so uh, tell us, so you talk about discernment on the podcast. What are some themes or what have you covered and what, what have you gained from having the podcast? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the first part of that question about the theme, um, the theme is discernment. So I realized that a lot of times when someone would ask the question, how did you know you were called to this thing or that thing? There's a story in it. And so one of my objectives to set out was I want to dive deep with people and talk about their story. I want to talk about that moment that they knew. Because there's a moment where you have to go from being a single person who doesn't know that's who they're going to marry to being a single person who does know who they're going to marry and then getting married. Yep. What's that decision moment? What's that? What does the voice of God sound like? And this is something I realized from um, from the sisterhood was people were reaching out to me from around the world because I'd been on this TV show. People around the world are watching it and they're they're watching me go through this process of discernment and then they're reaching out to me and saying like, I don't know how to hear God's voice in my life. Am I being selfish if I have what I want? You know, is God going to send me a sign? Is he going to send me this voice? Is he going to send me a burning bush? What should I even be looking for? Mm -hmm. So that's the theme is like learning how to recognize God's voice and learning how to hear his call, um, which is an art. It is not easy. It's not easy. And there's a, there can be a lot of second guessing yourself. Um, and, and it's all founded in a relationship with God. So, what have I learned from podcasting? Um, second part of your question. I have learned kind of what I said just a second ago, that every bit of good discernment is founded in a strong prayer life, a strong relationship with God. If you know your shepherd's voice, when he speaks, you will know it's him. And I've learned God does not work through when you feel anxiety and you feel like there's a voice there that's telling you, like, you need to do this thing because otherwise you're not good enough, or you need to do this thing because otherwise you're not important or you're not valuable. That's not God. The devil loves to disguise himself and dress himself up as God, and that's not him. God works through those callings of the heart. God works through those things that are challenging, but that are exciting for us. Like the things, um, the things like meeting my husband, you know, I had to move a couple of states Oh, we both had to move. I moved to Virginia and then I moved to Pennsylvania when we got married. And it was like, I had to move to be with him, but it was a pleasure because my heart was so there with him. Yeah. Um, and you're not always going to feel that way either immediately. That's another thing too, is sometimes it grows. Um, but a lot of, a lot of the, the stories that I've come across, a lot of people say over and over again, establish a relationship with God and then go like, Go to where is um, livable. What I mean by that is God likely is not going to call you to something that's just like, like suddenly you, you turn around and you leave your family and you're a, a missionary in Africa. Right. Do what, do what is in front of you. Do your duty. Um, if you're called to be a nun, it's going to be something that you're going to love. If you're called to be a priest, it's going to be something that you love. He's not going to call you to something that you hate. It's going to be something that you can do daily and do in peace. Um, yeah. And then another thing that I've learned from my podcast is just that there's a lot of discernment for everything. Um, it's not just our vocation. My husband and I are always discerning. Are we called to welcome another child into the world? Are we called to move? Are we called to buy a house? Are we called to, um, what about my ministry? What about his grad school? So many callings from God. And yeah. so I think of discernment as a walk with God. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Yeah, what do you think about all that? I love it. And something that that comes to mind, we've been watching a lot of Frozen, okay? A lot of Frozen. <laughs> and every day, Antoinette will stand up on the swing and she'll sing the song, Do the Next Right Thing. And and it reminds me a lot of discernment, you know, and walking with God. We just need to do the next right thing, keeping 
keep taking steps with the Lord in the right direction. And that's going to help us so much. Well, I'm so thankful that you're here. We have just a few more questions left with you. And man, I wish we would do this more often. This is so much fun. Well, we, we chat fairly often, but yeah, whenever yeah. you want. We you should know. do more Instagram lives for sure. That was, that was so fun. Yeah, that was so yeah. great. Um, yeah. So if you could have the whole world listening to you right now, if you could have the whole world in right now listening to you, what would you tell them? Oh my gosh. I would tell them that Christ's heart is 100% for you. That he's thinking of you every second when you're not there. And he is, his heart is beating and bleeding for you. And it is a hundred percent yours. <laughs> and that he died for, he died with just a chance that you might get to know and love him in return. He died before you had the opportunity to choose him in return. And uh, if we know that, then I think the rest figures itself out. Wow. Amazing. So beautiful. So beautiful. Do you have any special scripture passages or a story in scripture that, that you love? So St. Paul um, was a prisoner for two years and then he was taken on a ship. And first part of the story, prisoner for two years, he had like one person to talk to the whole time. And I, I, I just like, I love St. Paul for so many reasons. One of them is that he sat in a prison cell for two years and his heart was burning within him. He felt called to the greatness. He felt called to speak and share and he had no opportunity to. And I was just like, wow, two years, what a patient person to be there and to just like find a way to evangelize to that one person who would visit him. So that's amazing. Then he's taken on a prison ship. He's a prisoner and he's being sailed around like the Greek islands and they are um, coming up on a storm. They actually call it a Northeaster in the Bible, which I thought was cool because I was like, that's a term that people in Nantucket use, right? <laughs> um, so they're going and they're, the ship is going to be resting. Paul is praying. All the sailors are scared. Um, they end up like abandoned and they're just like slowly working their way through their food and their drink. And they're just, they know that they're just not going to make it home. And St. Paul is like, okay, here's what you have to do. He's like, God has told me that not a single soul will be lost. The ship will be lost, but not a single soul. And he's like, but here's what you have to do. And he says, eat your food and throw the rest overboard so the ship can be lighter so we can make it a little closer to shore. And do this, then do this, then do this. And the sailors listened to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so... And he was a prisoner. They listened to a prisoner. Yeah, right. Like, who, who would even do that? But he was their last hope. And so I feel like in this quarantine, people are listening to our faith. They're mm. listening for meaning. And so... It doesn't matter if you, like your status, this is something God does continuously throughout the Bible. If you take people who are of low status, you take people who are um, uh, servants or, you know, the last born instead of the first born or uh, women who are barren. Like he takes these people who are outcasts in society and he speaks through them. And so St. Paul is a total outcast. Who would even listen to this guy? And yet he's the one who saves the ship. So the sailors listen to him and it says that not a single soul is lost. And I think about that because in a literal shipwreck, <laughs> like, you know, the plane's going down, we're going to die. Um, would I be listening to the voice of God? Would I be, I, I think I'd be praying harder than I've ever prayed in my whole life. Um, but would I trust him? Because some of the things that God um, said to do didn't really make sense. Like the sailors were like, we need to hold on to all of our food here. Like we need to hold on and keep it as long as we can so we can stay alive. St. Paul's like, no, eat what you need for now and throw the rest away. Um, and so, and then he also said, cut the life raft loose and let them float away. You're not 
going to need them. And that's the total opposite. The life raft is your last hope, you know. So to, to go ahead and do that, um, to take those extreme measures and say, okay, God, like I trust in you. Mm. Um, that's how I want to live my life. And that's mm. how, you know, God's plan doesn't always make sense right up front, but um, he's working it out for your good. And uh, his instructions may be very contrary to what the world tells us we should do, but um, but they're going to save us um, and he will save us. So yeah. Incredible. St. Paul, legend. Yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> I oh, man. love him. I cannot wait to meet that man. In man, person. right? He gets me. He gets me. You imagine having already. some coffee with St. Paul? That'd be great. Wow. Dude, he'd be <laughs> my number one to take out to lunch in heaven. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's like, of all things, like we stop ourselves. There's so many things in our minds that we can stop ourselves and be like, I'm not qualified to talk about this. Like, I feel like, uh, was it Matthew Kelly said, like, we spend the first half of our lives telling ourselves we're not qualified because we're too young. And then we spend the, se- spend the second half of our lives telling ourselves we're not qualified because we're too old. Like, St. Paul was like, such a great center. He he could have so easily said, "Hey, I can't talk about Christianity. I can't do healing. People mm. know that I was killing Christians." Um, and yet he didn't let that stop him. And I just think that's such a freeing thing to remember. Like you're never too unqualified, or you're never too young, um, you're never too old, you're never too this or that. We put these boxes around ourselves. Yeah. And I love Saint Paul because he just busted all of them in his own life. He totally gives he us, us. Yeah. No, he gives us the. We cannot make excuses you know, with everything that he yep. did and he went through and, you know, is incredible, incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful. I know that your time is precious and you have kids sleeping. They could wake up at any moment. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. We, we so enjoyed you called and caffeinated My podcast, be not afraid conference. Check it out. Uh, sisterhood becoming nuns. Um, and I'm gonna put all your info in our, in our show description as well. Um, so I have some fun rapid fire questions. So the first answer that comes to your mind, all right, rapid fire, Stacy somewhere else. Here we go. Favorite flavor, ice cream. Oreo. Favorite color. Robin's egg blue. Musical artist you admire. Adina Menzel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going slash frozen is our theme. Um, favorite movie ever. Oh my God. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. A book that's greatly impacted you. Well, I mentioned one. Everything is figureoutable. Another one is My Stroke of Insight by Jill Bolte Taylor. Love it. What inspires you? Scripture. Reading scripture. Favorite TV show? Mm, I don't really watch TV. Sorry. Um, I've watched TV shows in the past, though. Uh, I'm not watching anything right now. That's Darn fine. It. This is bad. <laughs> It's okay. Um, if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Flying. Favorite fruit? Pomegranate. Life goal? To get to heaven, man. But also, um, have the rockinest marriage ever. Let's go. And the last question. <laughs> Finish the sentence. God is? Unlimited. Let's go, Stacy. Thanks so much for being yeah. part of the Mission Driven Podcast. Um, may the Holy Spirit keep to set you on fire during this quarantine season so that you can share Jesus with the world. Love you, praying for you and your family. Thanks so much. Thank you, brother. God bless you, Joe. You're awesome. Praise the Lord. All right, peace. All right, we're back with Break It down and we have a friend of the show hannah schaefer right here right now and we're going to talk about a track that we wrote together called keep going this has a pretty cool story behind it not sure if you remember specifically but it was about 8 a.m your time 5 a.m my time 
and I didn't want to wake up my daughter. So I literally went out into my car and we were FaceTiming <laughs> Yeah, and just writing out different ideas and different thoughts. And, um, what did, what did you, what was like your first lines or, or conversation with me that you remember about this track? I just remember specifically because I had never written with you before. I wanted to pick a really cool title that fit the vibes of your, your passion. I really was like, no matter what happened with the song, cause we had at that time hadn't really made a decision yeah. that that was going to be like, we were all going to do it together. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, man, I got to write something just as, as driven as Joe Melendrez. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And, and you, I remember we were talking, it was at that time that Mike Posner was walking across the United States. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And you said, you know, Mike Posner, he, he keeps writing, like keep going at the end of his posts on Instagram. And, and I was like, pause for a sec, pull up my Instagram story from yesterday and listen to my ministry moment. Um, cause I do something on Instagram every day. It's a ministry moment, kind of a little bit of inspiration. And I love those. the ministry moment was just keep going. So that was like that, that solidified. Well, that's the title and the Holy spirit <laughs> is moving and we should proceed with writing the song. That was really Amen. cool. Really cool. So then we yeah, wrote, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was so the yeah. That was like a big, a big component because that was like totally spirit led, which is so cool. And then, so we spent about what, two hours, you know, right, right in the chorus. And then uh, after we came up with the chorus, anything you remember about that writing process and writing that chorus? Just something easy. I was thinking something that was not only obviously felt, so like the title is Keep Going. So I wanted it to, to feel like it was driving, that people could get it stuck in their heads really, really easily. Yeah, I think any good song you write, you want it to get stuck in people's heads. You want people to sing it. You know, this is kind of like a mantra, um, encouragement, you know, you can be working out the gym, you can be at your workplace, you can be, you know, tired and in bed, but you got to keep going. Um, and, and everybody can sing it in, including my daughter, Antoinette. Um, she sings it, uh, very regularly in the car. She'll get in the car in a car seat. She's like, dad, keep going, keep going. Aww. You got the power to keep going, going. Yep, 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 some sun, sun. You got the power to keep going, going. Yay, that was so good. So good, Antoinette. Great work. Uh, it's it's so cute. So then after we got the beat, you know, we, it was produced by feels. They produced my entire chosen album and they produced, um, this track, keep going. And we had a couple variations, you know, it was, it, if you listen to the first, you know, version, it's completely different now. And we really beefed it up and added different sounds and mm -hmm. it, it totally, you know, I want to say like mutated into this, Woo. this powerful song that it is today. So I'm thankful, um, that we didn't just settle um, that we, we, we had, um, these expectations for this track. And then we added another featured artist, Connor Flanagan. And that was a real fun verse as well. Oh yeah, totally. It's so fun. I, I, I mean, I can still hear my, my husband sometimes will start doing the rap and he'll be like, like a roller coaster transformer, like all these, uh, all those really cool references. I thought he did a great job. Oh yeah. It was so much fun. And the crazy thing is we all recorded in different cities across the United States 
released the song. And the first time we actually performed it, we were all together in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. And it was on a stage in front of 20,000 kids at NCYC, National Catholic Youth Conference. And what was that experience like for you that you remember? Oh, it was insane. It was insane. It was so much fun. There was so much joy. It was just incredible to see thousands of kids from across the country come together to celebrate one thing, which is our Lord. And it was amazing. Yeah. And the cool thing is, I don't even think we actually rehearsed it before performing it. We just let the spirit go. And um, as soon as the the track started playing, y'all came on stage and that was just so much fun. So you want to introduce this track for us? I do. You're going to be listening to Keep Going by Joe Melendrez featuring Connor Flanagan and Hannah Schaefer. Let's go. I walk by faith. I know I'm saved. When the road gets hard, I go with grace. I'm unashamed. I finish the race. When you see me, hope you see God's face. Uh, one in a million The God was sent a son to save the children Yeah, I'm gearing up, feel waves are building It's like a breakthrough, an amazing feeling God can change you in your heart's condition Open your eyes and see what you're missing Let's walk together, we on a mission No, we won't stop till the world Just is with him Just gotta keep going, going Give it all you got and never stops Just showing, showing We really are, light up the dark Cause you're glowing, glowing Don't be afraid, you'll guide your way For the ride, roller coaster up, down, spin around, got me all over, smooth on the flow, Range Rover. Got a vision, been a minute, I'm living without a limit, looking for a way to get it, been at it from the beginning. I put it all on the line for the peace of the mind, but it's by your design that'll look to the sky. We don't stop, do it for the masses. Had a hard pass, no one back with a masters. Been a long road, but we in a new chapter. Capture your goodness to sunrise. His got me looking outside. Myself, I'm feeling alive. We do it for the top down, it's locked down. Let's go, hands up, let's rock loud. Going, going, give it all you God, and never stops, just showing, showing Who you really are, light up the dark Cause you're glowing, glowing Don't be afraid, you'll guide your way
Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning into the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. Special thank you to our Mission Driven guest, Stacy Summero. Also, big shout out to Style Dantes for word of the day, Philippians 1 verse 6. Also, feel free to stream Keep Going by Hannah Schaefer, myself, and Connor Flanagan wherever you stream music. If you have any questions for me you'd like to submit for future episodes, go ahead and email me at joe at joemelendras.com or fill out the form at joemelendras.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me on all social media at Joe Melendres. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and even subscribe. It totally helps to get the word out. Shout out to our sponsor, FRG Ministry. Please check them out at frgministry.com. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace. Peace.